0: Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? The week has been rough. Let me tell you. So I went to the American Medical Association Conference, and I'm also going out of town this week. So I told myself, self, do you really want to not see your child for over a week? Because I left on Friday and obviously came back on Wednesday night. And so I said, no, I don't want to do that because I would then go from Friday through the next Friday and into Tuesday, pretty much, or or late Monday before I saw him. So I didn't want to go over a week without seeing him. So something told me, Nicole, just bring your mom and Harrison with you to the American Medical Association conference. Now, why did I do that, right? Because I'm traveling with a four-year-old. Just turn four, there's something different about a brand new four-year-old and an established four-year-old, okay? A brand new four-year-old is really still three. So he's acting as a three-year-old does, which means that if McDonald's doesn't put his fries in the little carton and wants to put it in the little, you know, paper baggie, he's gonna have a fit, right? Or if he can't stand up on the tour bus He's going to have a fit. So Harrison had a lot of fits, but he also had a lot of fun. And obviously those are moments we are going to remember forever and hopefully cherish forever. I don't know if he's going to remember them, but I will remember them. But I'm also going to remember the tantrums. And so it's going to be a long time before I travel with him again. It was just a lot. It was just a lot. I am I feel, I feel broke down. I feel really broken down. Because every day it was something different with Harrison. Now, we did go to the Museum of, what do you call it, Museum of Ice Cream. That was great. Went to Slough Moo. That was awesome. We Went to Millennium Park. Love Millennium Park. But I didn't realize that there was like a whole play area behind the symphony in Millennium Park, which is all really not Millennium Park. I forget what it's called. But you go across the bridge and there's like six playgrounds over there so we had a blast uh when we're doing stuff we always have a have a blast but Harrison doesn't like to depart anywhere so when it's time to go he's like no I want to play a little longer can I please play a little longer and I'm like oh my god when he says please it's just so hard to tell him no but then we almost missed our flight so we had to go but he was fussy the whole time so my whole week has been broken down by a toddler that's how my week's been so how was your week? I know you had some games and some events.
1: I had a game and an event tonight. So I had I did a lot today, and then I worked all day. I had a game, had an event, then I came home. Now I'm here talking to y'all.
0: I mean, I'm living the
1: life. I'm did tired. Y'all at least
0: did y'all win? At least.
1: Um, we didn't play. So. It was just an event in the stadium, essentially. Um, but ah, I say I'm living the life, but I'm living a life and I'm tired. If you look at my eyes, they look like I'm tired because I am. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But I keep saying I just have to get through July. I have to get through July. And once I get through July, it'll be better. But yeah, it's just it's just been a lot. It's been a lot going on. But it's it's all positive. So I'm grateful.
0: All right, y'all. So how has y'all's week been? Is is it y'all's? Y'all know I'm Southern. How was your week, you guys? Our listeners, did you guys have a really busy week? Or have you made sure to catch up on the podcast because you've been binge listening to us? That's what we like to hear.
1: We hope so. So y'all, we got something fun for you today. Oh, yes. This is going to be good. Here's the thing. Today, we've decided because Nicole and I are super busy, and I'm sure that you can probably tell that from social media. So we decided that rather than doing a whole new episode, we're going to go back to the episodes that we did before, and we're going to share your comments with everybody. So we're going to share your comments with everybody, and guess what? We're going to comment back live.
0: Y'all ready? You ready, Nicole? I'm ready. Let's do it. So, you know, I just love that we're doing this because this lets you guys know that we actually are reading your comments. So if you come at us crazy, guess what? We might pull your comment live on the air and talk about you. I'm just saying. So anyway, so the first comment that I thought was really cute and sort of kind of hit home for me was during an episode we had Kim Allen. So you guys remember Kim Allen? You know, she's on the network she did live readings for me and Janine. And she also answered a lot of questions that you guys had. And so from one of our listeners, and I won't call her name out, but after she heard her live reading or answer to her questions, she commented back and said, my reading said I'm going to have to choose between a better career and a baby. Why can't Black women have it all. Now, the reason that this hit home for me is because I feel like a lot of us think the same thing, right? Like, why do we have to choose between having the man we want and the career we want? Having the career and starting a family, especially with a lot of Black educated women waiting a little while longer to start families. Sometimes that means that we are high-risk pregnancies. So, of course, that's going to hit home for me being an OBGYN. I'm like, I She's so right. You know, why did, why we have to, you know, pick and choose between all. And I don't know about you, about you, Janine. I don't really think you should have to choose. Yeah. I think that,
1: that there's certain things that everyone has to choose. Right. I just think that for us, it's a lot more difficult because we have to work harder for everything that we get. It's not fair, but it, it seems to just be a fact of life. It kind of sucks, but I agree. Like, why do we have to choose? Like, why can't I have the kid and then the nanny to take care of the kid and then the house cleaner to clean the house and then a chef to cook my food and then a husband that will put gas in my car? And, you know, why, why can't we have it all?
0: I think that we can, too. But to Kim Allen's point, this listener did send us a follow up and let us know that she's pregnant. So she has a job. She actually chose the job that she wrote us about and she is pregnant. So apparently she does have it all to be continued on Kim Allen's, um, you know, comments on this listener and we'll see how things happen. Hopefully this listener will follow up with us in about a year when her child is born and she's in the thick of the job to let us know if she still can have it all.
1: Okay. So, Do you remember the episode that we did about the side chicks, right? There was a a lady that she said, hardworking men, they deserve to have a side chick. But men that don't really have any money, they can't take their wife out to a five-star restaurant. They shouldn't take the side chick out to a five-star restaurant. They can't afford to have a side chick. And we kind of agreed, right? But one of the comments that we got was, she sounds stupid. And it says, sorry, I hate to call another black queen stupid, but this sounds crazy as hell. If a man feels that he needs to be with multiple women, then he needs not be in a relationship with anyone. Don't waste people's time. It does not matter if he's financially stable or not. And then there was follow-up comments to that comment. But another one says, this is nonsense. Know your worth. And a lot of people were like, this is tomfoolery. You know, people were agreeing with her. But yeah, so... Apparently, y'all don't agree that a a man that makes decent money deserves to have a side chick. Now, y'all, I might have to disagree with y'all. I mean, it's only like, I don't know how many men is on this earth and I don't know how many men, women are on this earth. But the idea of monogamy forever, just it just seems and I'm not telling y'all to be out here having side chicks. Don't I'm not don't don't take that. But I'm just thinking like, let's just think about this for a second. The idea that you are going to be with the same person for the rest of your life is is a little odd.
0: No? Uh we did not agree on this then. We're not gonna agree on this now, Shainee. Listen, if you with me, you I'm the on, I'm listen, I'm the only thing you need. I don't care how much money you make, you are not gonna have permission to have a side chick. No, no. That's we're not gonna agree on that. Mm-mm.
1: I'm not saying permission. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying the idea of it. I understand the concept. I'm not saying that it would work for me. I'm saying I understand the concept of, yeah, this man is out here. What if he's, you know, what if he's got to travel to a conference? He's supposed to just be celibate until he gets back.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, Oh, I can pop up and go with him. And if I'm working, I can meet him there on the weekend. Stop. And if you that press, you shouldn't go. Hey, look, it's going to be a week. I ain't going to get none. Listen, my wife can't come. I can't make it because I'm going to step out if I go down there. That's what you need to be thinking to yourself. Just don't go if you know that you can't control yourself. And at some at some age, there has to be some maturity in that we can control our, our hormones and desires, right? Like, for real, like, people in their 40s can't control themselves?
1: please. Oh, please, girl. It's men in their 60s that can't control themselves. Let's be honest. Six to 60, eight to 80. I, they. Well, I don't want none of them. I don't want none of them. But my, but my thought behind it was, not saying that it's right or wrong, but my thought behind it is, if you have someone that's making this kind of money, similar to what this lady says, if you have someone that's making this kind of money, do they feel like they should be allowed to have side chicks? And I feel like I understand why they feel that way. Do I agree? Hmm. No, especially not my man. Now y'all's man can have a side chick if he wants, but mine, he can try it if he wants to, he going to, ha- that side chick might be his only chick. Cause I'm going to walk out the door. But my, to my point is I understand why men that have high net worth
0: think that it's acceptable. Let me find out. And, and my thing is when y'all say decent money, what, what is decent? That's objective. That's subjective.
1: 100%. All
0: right. Now, um, y'all remember the episode on rage, lead, in existence, right? That's the episode where, which was unfortunate because homegirl like snapped on camera, right? Like she was like, her, her mama was in the background, egging her on, talking about how her husband don't ever cook and clean. He's getting dressed for work and she shoots him on Facebook Live. And kills him. That was super unfortunate. You can you could hear the kids in the background yelling for their dad. Um, just sad, right? So to that episode, the everybody's comments, inbox under messages under under videos. It didn't matter. Everybody was enraged about this chick. Um, they could not believe that she did this and the comment that stuck out to me says, she needs her ass whooped. And I would say that she needs more than her ass whooped, right? Like she needs to be whooped. She needs to be, you know, under the jail. And some of the other comments also mentioned that her mom needs to be held accountable for this man's death too, because the mom was egging the daughter on, like they were both going back and forth by how this man was no good, although he's going to and from work to provide for the family. I don't understand that how he's no good, but um, but a lot of the comments did recognize the mom as being responsible. I don't know how you feel about that, Janine, but when I was reading those comments, I was like, mm, they sort of have a point. Look, I
1: agree. I think that everyone involved, including the mother, all of the do- adults involved in that situation, including the mother. So even the, the person, I guess, who he was on the phone with when it happened or who, who had been talking to earlier. It's just a tragic situation. And no one wins in these situations. No one does. And, yeah, she need to get her tail whooped. She need to get her tail whooped. She need to get her tail whooped again. And she need to get her tail whooped another time. I'm not saying to kill her. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying whoop her tail. Because why would you think that that was acceptable? Now you about to spend the rest of your life in jail. I don't know if she's going to spend the rest of her life in jail, but she should spend the rest of your life in jail. And your kids are likely traumatized. They basically watched you kill their father. Mm -hmm. I I agree. She need her tail whooped. I agree with that comment. Okay. So do you remember the the episode that we had about awkward intimacy? Remember that one? Yes. You don't remember? Awkward (laughs) intimacy, remember the... We got the episode because remember the man when he wanted to sleep with his wife, he wanted to play church hymns or whatever? Oh, yeah. He was they playing church songs. Court. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's so, weird.
1: so, someone said basically they were talking about, and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase this one that they have aches and pains and bumps and bruises when, when they are intimate because we asked people, you know, what is the most awkward intimate situation that you've ever been in. So people said that they had aches and pains and bumps and bruises. And then somebody inboxed us and said that. And I love this one cuz y'all know, if y'all don't know anything else about me and I'm not sure that you know we all know this. But if you don't know anything else about me, you know I love dogs, right? So this one was a favorite for me. Someone inboxed and said the most awkward, intimate moment that they had was when they were sleeping with their girlfriend and the dog got onto the bed and began to growl and try to return their undergarments to them, essentially saying, it's time for you to go home. I'm amused. <laughs> I'm amused because the dog was like, you don't belong here. It's time for you to get up out this bed with this person that's not your spouse and it's time for you to go. I was tickled. but it. I don't know how I would feel if my dog was growling at somebody that I was trying to get it with growling and you going to take their undergarments. Like what in the, what in the dog chastity belt is going on?
0: You know, I think that on this episode, I probably did share that there was this guy that wanted to date me and my dog. Um, I don't have the dog now, obviously that's not Sophie, but when I was in Mississippi, the dog peed on the guy's feet as soon as he entered the door. I think I shared that on the episode. That is sort of kind of, listen, the dogs know. The dogs know they can smell bad aura. like just if the dog is growling and telling you not to sleep with her or him, get your stuff on, get your clothes on and get away because the dogs don't lie. Something ain't right there.
1: That's real. I had a friend that there was this girl that he was dating and we, none of us liked her. And no exaggeration, Nicole, every time she, she used to go over my friend's house, she said that his dog's name was Hallie, that Hallie would chew up the girl's washcloth, like go into the bathroom, not pull all of the washcloths or all of the towels down, just her, the one washcloth that belonged to her and would pull it down and throw it down the top, like from the top of the stairs, just drop it down. Now this is a dog, mind you. So you're right. Dogs be knowing. So I just find it funny that there was a dog that interrupted an intimate moment. I just, I, there's something about that that tickles me. Like the dog was
0: like, you ain't supposed to be in this bed with this person. That ain't your spouse. That's hilarious. So this is sort of a sad one. You know, um, this is from the Jordan Neely episode. And if you remember, Jordan Neely was the guy that um, was dancing on the train. Like he used to dance, do Michael Jackson impersonations on the train. Um, he obviously had mental health issues. And I want to say he's he was houseless, is that right? So, um, and he was basically accosted by another, I guess, passenger on the train who felt annoyed, right? By his outburst. And it was a, you know, I can't breathe type situation because he basically got suffocated to death, which is horrible. And so one of the comments said, no matter what he was doing, As long as you ain't hurting nobody, he ain't supposed to die. And I feel like we always think that in our society, and it keeps happening. It's like black people that are like going about their business. They may do something that's not like socially acceptable one time. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're dead. I mean, think about it. Like all of these like hashtags, it's like, Something that we did not do that was not orderly, right? costs us our lives, you know. Sandra Bland, she got pulled over by the police and she got she got put in jail, and you know how that ended. It cost her life because she's been a little rebellious. You know, Trayvon Martin walking home in a hoodie. I guess you can't walk in a hoodie no more. Like anytime somebody clear feels threatened and you feel like you can stand up for yourself, you may die. So the comment hit home for me because I'm like, that should be true, but it's not. It's not. And it, it, it scares me to death having a little black boy. And Harrison is definitely, even at four, he's a little rebellious. Like, I do it myself. Why can't I do this? You know, he's questioning. Why? Why not? You know? And I'm thinking to myself, when you hit 10 and you look like you are 12 or 13, you can't be doing that anymore. Like, you can't question people that are an authority. That's sad to say, but as Black people, we sort of kind of have to teach our children, you can't really get emboldened until you have a le- at least a little bit of status under your belt. Like, go to school, get a degree, get a job of some sort or own something. Then if you want to question people, then you can do that.
1: I think that while we have seen some progress, um, I clearly there's much more progress that needs to be made. But the one thing that I do want to point out is that I believe he was a Marine, but the Marine that essentially caused the death of Jordan Neely was indicted today. So maybe, maybe we make progress, um, a little bit swifter, but at least there's progress because this is, this is a very new thing that people get um, charged or indicted even for crimes that they commit against us. So we have to acknowledge the progress. While it might be just very slow progress, it's still progress. Okay, so do you remember the episode that we were talking about? And it had something to do with weight. I don't exactly remember, but this came from the, um, this was a comment that was based on the motivational moment that you gave right? And the motivational moment was, it's okay to lose the weight, sis, but do it for yourself, not for him. And our girl, we're going to we're gonna shout her out. So our girl V, she's been riding with the podcast for probably since the beginning. And she commented, and this hit home to me. She said, you know what's crazy is we accept their bald heads and their beer bellies, yet so many things are unacceptable to them. And if you really sit and think about it, These men be out here looking raggedy as a bowl of yuck, as my father would say. And they be pulling these girls that are bad. But we're out here trying to figure out how to nip and tuck something. Let, let Let me be very clear about this, right? We and our listeners, Nicole, we be out here killing them. You hear what I tell you? And these men just be looking any kind of way, thinking that they can pull us. I just feel like maybe we need to raise our standard on what these men look like. We need to get these men. Where, where is the doctor curves from for men? Where's that? We always they... get nipped and tucked. Where, where's the doctor curves for the man? Where's that? Let them be worried about what they look like. How about that?
0: You know, men can get, they can get uh chest jobs. They can get uh ab jobs. They can get lipo just like we can get lipo. They can get hair restoration. I mean, listen, they can get cosmetic surgery. And and they do, y'all, they do get it done. So don't think these men's not men not getting abdominal plastics and stuff like that. They getting them tummy tucks. You just don't know. they getting
1: them. I want us to normalize men getting plastic surgery. I just do. Let's normalize it. Since y'all want us to look a certain way, y'all need to look a certain way too. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want a dime, then you should also be a dime, not a quarter. I'm 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 just thinking cuz why am I putting risking my life and going under the knife because because what? You don't want this? Somebody will.
0: You know what, since um Jackie O passed away, I've just been like Woo, because at some point we just got to be happy with what we got. And I, you know, Janine, I'm one that's like, oh, I need a mommy makeover. I want my breast lifted, I want a tummy tuck. But when people that get surgery in the States that are healthy die, now, mind you, her surgeon did have some bad reviews, but he's still a U.S. surgeon, I believe. And I think he was still doing surgery legally. So whenever people that are young and healthy pass away, it, to me, it's always like, is it, is it worth your life? Because this woman left a six, seven-month-old child behind. So I don't want to normalize that. I want to normalize people just letting it all hang out and like having body positivity and just doing you. Like, I just feel like you can dress anything up and make anything look good. I, I I'm a firm believer in that, like, Girl, put a spank on and keep on about your business. Smooth it out and go on about your business. So I don't really think that people have to have cosmetic surgery, but do what makes you happy.
1: All I'm saying is if we're going to talk about plastic surgery, we need to normalize both men and women having plastic surgery, not just women. Because right now the plastic surgery industry is predominantly geared towards us. Cause we have to be a certain size. We have to have a certain look. We have to be, we are the ones. Men, I'm telling you, these men be out here looking crazy.
0: I mean, not for nothing, but look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z not a bad looking guy and his his body isn't bad. Now his hair look crazy as hell right now, but, but he's not like a bad looking guy.
1: If Jay-Z wasn't wealthy... Nobody, if he wasn't a rapper, he wasn't wealthy, he wasn't famous, nobody would be checking for that man. And I'm not saying... Jay-Z is one of the most charismatic people ever. Legit, just charismatic. He has a a presence. We understand. But let's be honest. If he was not Jay-Z, one, he wouldn't have backed Beyonce. That's number one. And number two, would anybody be checking for him? He's not bad-looking, Nicole. That's how you put it. You didn't say, oh, Jay-Z's handsome. You said he's not bad looking for us. If a guy was talking about us and talking about some, she's not bad looking. That's offensive. Nicole, come on now. She's not bad looking. No, you just sat here and told us you want the people to tell you you're pretty. So no girl. Uh, uh, no girl. He's not bad looking.
0: Okay. Jay Z. Like you said, he has a presence. He does have swag. And I think that he probably had swag before he had a lot of money. I mean, I'm just saying swag. You can't make up swag. You can't make that. You either got that or you
1: don't got that. Real quick, I know it's your turn, but I'm going to jump in real quick. That was giving Kanye West vibes, but, you know. Speaking of Jay-Z and Beyonce, do you remember the episode that we did where the lady was preaching and she was like, don't got the Christian shouldn't be at the Beyonce concert. Remember, she preached the whole Sunday message about how you're not supposed to go to the Beyonce I concert. Remember. And she preached the whole message and half that congregation that was probably sitting there listening them went to the Beyonce concert already by now. Look, I don't know, but she was preaching about not being in a Beyonce concert, right? And someone posted something that I felt in my spirit, okay? It felt like this person was typing my mind. And what it says is, what's crazy about this is church would be okay if we listen to Christian artists who are just as terrible. It's okay because they are, quote, blessed by God. Who is she to tell us what we can and can't listen to? And the church says, amen. I said that because that's real, right? Like, that's really how I feel. Like this person must've been my spirit animal. So really I agree. We ain't, we're not about to sit here and say that this person is going to tell me what's acceptable to my spirit. That's just how I feel. And all these heathens in the church directing and singing in the choir and doing everything else. Would are we, are we still listening to their music? Not for nothing, but we've talked about this before. Pastor Gray, I think his name is Pastor John Gray. He still has a congregation. It's okay if you're blessed by God, in quotation marks. It's okay for people that are blessed by God to do whatever they feel like it, but just Jay-Z and Beyonce, they can't. Y'all wild, y'all wild, but I'm... Who, who wrote this comment? Black Velvet two Black Velvet, you are my spirit animal. I'm feeling it. You're my spirit animal. That's how I feel. Straighten up what's in your own your own backyard first before you start coming for mine. Mow your own grass first.
0: It's called sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. That's what the old folks say, y'all. That's a song. For the tenders for the tenderonies in the house, that's a song. <laughs> Nicole, that was fun. Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, I feel like I'm spying on a listener, but I love it because we really do read y'all's comments, and some of them are hilarious. I know we did take some of them that were serious because you know y'all we we gotta be deep sometimes, right? we gotta we gotta go back and be deep, but that was fun. Maybe we'll do that a little bit more often. I do like that,
1: but next week we will be back with our regular episode and we will take your your letters and Tell you what's on the timeline because the
0: timeline is popping. All right. So, of course, we don't have a topic this week. So I'll just give you a motivational moment for the whole week. And it comes from the one and only Angela Bassett. And she said, don't settle for average. Bring your best to the moment. Then whether it fails or succeeds, at least you know you gave all you had. We need to live the best that's in us. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.